This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip. I'm Shane Bacon, joined by, I'm going to say, if you're listening to this podcast, probably one of your top 300 favorite athletes in the world, Max Homa, would you Nick, say that's fair? I'll take it. Top 300, 350? Yeah, all you right. You never know. Let's uh, go down the other way. You're going up. <laughs> going going through, obviously, continued quarantine. A reminder to everybody, stay safe. We're seeing what's going on in New York, and uh, we just, you know, thoughts with you guys. It's got to be just brutal to be in that area and have to deal with this. Be smart. Follow the rules. We try to remind you that every week. Max, you got any any tips for people? Just try to, to continue to stay safe during all this? Yeah, if you glue two yardsticks together, that's six feet. And just carry that around? Just carry it around. You saw, I saw the guy with like the whole the spaceship-looking thing. I did, did you see the guy with the stick that was running? And he was I like that. Swinging it I like people? that. Seems a little aggressive. Hey, these are times where Keeps you need to be aggressive. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we, so last week, continuing on this, last week we asked all of you listeners and people on Instagram to donate to your local food banks, Max, we were sending out stickers and our very limited <laughs> quantities. Very of limited. That, is, that is a sad little box in my house right now. The donations currently, according to your math on your iPhone, $35,287 and 35 cents donated. And that is just from, <laughs> that is just from me. Putting all these numbers into a <laughs> Word document off of Instagram, I'm sure there is a way better way we could have done this. But thank you all. Unbelievable. Thank you. That's, a, that's amazing. That's really cool. Big donations. We did get a heavy donation, which means... I, 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 will, I will be shaving my arms and legs. That was early. Like yeah. the day the podcast dropped. Like four hours and I did not anticipate. I thought it was going to be a bit more of a sweat. I know people were talking about setting up GoFundMes for it. So I was waiting to see if I was going to allow that or not. And then all of a sudden I just got 
slapped in the face with a big old donation. Yeah, it was it, it was it was a nice donation. We, we thank everybody nice. that sent anything in. If you sent in two thousand bucks, if you sent in two dollars, we appreciate it. The food banks are are obviously thankful for it. They need any and all money. I was somebody sent in one of their receipts. I think it was for one hundred and twenty five bucks, and it listed under the amount how many meals that is. Oh wow. It was it yeah, gave me goosebumps. Yeah, like forty five meals or see, that's something. That's cool. That's cool to see a direct relation to yeah. your dollar being yes. spent. Yes, and it, so we are we are going to get more hats. So if we send our first run of hats out and you don't get one, we are ordering more hats from Imperial. Big thanks to them for doing it. We still have plenty of stickers. Five dollars or more to a food bank, any food bank in the country. We will send you a Get a Grip sticker. Just send us the receipt at Get a Grip Pod. And one thing we asked for, Max, we said if you send a certain amount of money, we would write, I would write a limerick or a haiku. You just had to give us subject topics, and Max would read these cold read. I'm nervous. Never seen before. I'm nervous. Read them on the podcast. So we're going to start with that. Before we get to it, you had a feel-good Friday, right? I do. I have a feel-good Friday, and then I have just a story that's random, but it'll hopefully make you feel good. Uh, if you guys are on Twitter, which most of you are, there was a video, I think Rex Chapman put it out of a girl named Coco driving around. Did you see that video? Uh, she's driving through the community and everyone's cheering for her because she, uh, is in remission from her cancer. Yeah, I didn't see it. Okay. Well, that's pretty popular. Just go on the internet. Okay. Um, <laughs> but she, so she, she's, uh, in the car with her family, uh, on her way home from the hospital for the first time. And because of the social distancing, they couldn't have a big party. Her entire street for what seems like a mile is lined with cars, people cheering with signs, nice. just cheering for window down, you know, everyone's six feet away. And it was just like the most perfect way to do it. Well, I know her family. Like I, I did not realize that that was going on in, in their lives, but uh, it's one of my uh, buddy's business partner, Kelly. And uh, so I got to talk to my buddy about it. And he just said it was very cool. Um, it sucks that it had to be done in our cars, but awesome that everyone showed up. She's tough as nails. It's been a long year for her and their family. So it's just really cool. That video, I will send it to you or show it to you. It is unbelievable. It gives you the chills. Um, cool to see, uh, especially, honestly, week before, you know, my buddy right. Brian, this all happened kind of within 24 hours. So that was sweet. Um, kind of touched home even more just because I know her dad, and that was that was awesome. But then I have a a funny story completely <laughs> Off topic. Hopefully you guys like it. I don't know why I forgot to tell this, but at the Phoenix Open this past year on Saturday, I finished my round. I'm messing with my bag kind of in like the player media area. And there's a, a dad and his son and son's probably, I don't know, eight to 10 years old. Um, he's leaning up against this fence. Super cool looking like he all he needed was like a cigarette. And he would have been somebody from, you know, back in like the greasers. Goes, so just 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 wanted to point out that's uh, Max Homa pushing for eight to ten year olds nope, to get pushing. into the cigarette game. Uh, if anybody has any cigarettes, you want to send them <laughs> to any of these eight year olds. That'd be awesome. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So definitely, I'm not, I'm not pushing for it, but I'm just saying, if it was an animated picture, it'd have been hilarious. Um, so he's leaning up against this thing, and uh, he goes, "Hey," and I'm like, "What's up?" And he goes, "Nothing." And he's like, already really cool, like young kid. I'm kind of intimidated by him. He's still leaning up against this fence, and he goes. He goes, uh, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? And I was like, I don't know. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? He goes, I don't really watch football. <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, what? And his dad wow. goes, his dad goes, that's a really weird question. <laughs> and I was like, that was a really weird question. So then I go over to him. You know, he comes back over to me. Sorry. And he goes, hey, do you mind signing a flag for me? And I was like, sure, of course. I was like, who's your favorite golfer? He goes, I don't really want to tell you. I was like, all right, man, like, doesn't matter. Like, you, I really like you. Like, you're the coolest kid I've ever <laughs> you're met. You're in already. Life. So I finished signing. I hand it back to him, and he comes back over to me again. He goes, uh, I, I'll tell you who my favorite golfer is. 
I was like, all right, who is it? He goes, it's Ricky Fowler. I just didn't want to tell you because I didn't want it to, you know, bug you. I was like, it's all right, man. He goes, all right, see ya. I was like, you're the coolest kid in the world. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's not a feel good Friday. It's just a funny story. Was he was he rickied out or was he just No, not at all. Okay. He was as cool. He just was a cool kid, man. Like I t- like I said, he just like hit all the swag. <laughs> I mean, okay, first question I have is how good do you think you are at guessing kids' ages? Horrendous, because even when I said eight to ten, I thought I should just open it up to like fifteen. I'm so bad. Okay. You even have with, a kid, you better get good. Well, even with a young son. I got, I've got no clue. Well, Henry's like four though, right? (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I mean, I, I'm better now probably because of him. I have a better sense of what a baby is. Yeah. But buddies will bring their kids and this kid might be two or seven. So that's what I struggle with. It's like, I don't have a timeline of when kids start to talk or walk or whatever. So, or like play sports like recreationally. So when I see them, I, I don't have a reference of, oh yeah, he's walking. So he's. 11 he's got right he's, he's gotta, gotta be, be between this window yeah we never learn the windows. windows no if you tell me high school i know you're probably between 13 to 18 but or you know, 20 for you because it probably took you a couple extra you, years yeah definitely you know what's <laughs> weird is i've got friends that have kids they'll have multiple kids and they have an idea of when my son was born and they'll ask just these asinine questions like is like? he talking yet <laughs> they ask him henry's like so four even months i know old. that one like, is he talking yet? <laughs> but I'm like well, he's four. that might he's- be that might be a shout out to you just because you're like such a professional talker <laughs> that they think maybe he got the genes like tiger was playing golf and he was 18 months old it's like joe buck's twins are probably already talking <laughs> oh yeah they're yeah. definitely they have like Absolutely. perfect diction <laughs> um, all right so here we got some poetry for you I'm so, i want to so, get into this it this is gonna be the worst part. um so the first one is from at dkb duffer and he simply asked, he's from Canada, he said, do you mind throwing a little Canadian flair? So with that, I'm going to hand you this. Now, I'm not going to let you touch, touch this piece of paper. I'm oh. going to put it in front of you. This is a limerick from our boy, Max Homa, reading the first limerick. Okay. From the U.S., just up north we go. Less courses, sure, but the talent, whoa. Mo, Stan, George K., Damn. Brooke H. Dillette, comma, Graham. The best, that's easy. The lefty, true pro. Do you agree with the Mike Weir being the best Canadian golfer of all time? My vote's Graham Dillette just because he blocked you on Twitter. Unblocked me. <laughs> I know, but that's Gave me coolest. a second chance. Uh, is he the best? Brooke H. is probably going to pass him. Brooke H. Unless is pretty good. Unless Hadwin dirty. and uh, Corey make a serious run, but Brooke H. is pretty good. You know, Brooke, Brooke H. Henderson, Brooke Henderson has, gives me makes me feel better about my super long golf swing oh hers is hers is two of mine like it it is double the length of my backswing you know sick so we talk a lot about the pro the perfect pro swing you know there's not there's not a lot of the jim furicky swings out there anymore i I even wrote i think earlier this year on twitter that nothing makes me happier than seeing a young pro with a goofy swing yeah because it's so rare right when you see like a Brooke Henderson swing long like that, and then you obviously, you know, there's Phil and, and Bubba, guys like that that do it. Are you surprised when you see the not perfect swing on tour? Or is it just kind of what you're expecting to see considering there's a thousand professional golfers? I, I guess both. Uh, I guess part of it though is Brooks is like perfectly on plane. So it's a little different. Like even John Daly's wasn't super on plane going back. So it felt different. Hers just feels like she's just like incredibly flexible in her wrist. So um, but yeah, I guess I guess you see so many unique golf swings, uh, whether that means like imperfect or not. But you see so many different ones that I guess it doesn't shock you. It does. I was saying about this not that long ago. It does seem like a lot of the best 
players, especially like the best drivers of all time, have had interesting moves or maybe more unique moves. I mean, Furyk has an interesting move. Uh, obviously, Brooke has an interesting move. So uh, hers is, I mean, Dustin's kind of got Dustin's, Dustin's got an interesting a little different. Move. So you got to think like it. You're gonna see a lot of them, but Brooks to me is just very on play, and she just goes on a lot longer. Yeah, than, than just most keeps people going. Do. Yeah, I'm um, so great job on that. I thought you nailed Thanks. it. Thanks. I didn't mispronounce any words. And and I felt like you. I feel like you kind of nailed the cadence. Of I need it. yeah. The good job on the limerick. Tough. I didn't even tell you what's supposed to happen, and I thought you did a great job. Thanks, so this man. is from Ryan Clay. This is a haiku, so this is a little different. Yep. This is about nature. It's about nature. This one is he wanted something on the best shooter. In college basketball history, and I okay. was bring you a little bit back to our last right. podcast. Right. So you got to. I want you. Did to we think. clear this with all the people on Twitter who said that we were wrong about so oh many of goodness. our? Opinions. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay. I want you to get, read this haiku. Here you go. All right, haiku time. Oh God, many have passed through, but none have shot like Salim, bro of Mighty Mouse. <laughs> Well done. I thought you killed it. Good <laughs> Best job. Best shooter ever. Best shooter in college basketball history. Unbelievable. Salim Stoudemire. Okay. Let's address it. Let's address it. One of the things that I think is very important to do in life, especially right now in life, just make sure you read, just read. everything. Reading There's no fine print on our podcast. No. There's no fine print in the beautiful graphics that the people at Octagon made us. Are favorite college basketball <laughs> players ever i i i couldn't be more frustrated i i actually took a step away from twitter for two 48 hours you know i what? got so frustrated with people and i did the poor thing of going back and forth but i felt like in this time of quarantine where i have nothing but time on my hands i needed to explain to people that an opinion is an opinion and it can be mine i'm sorry i i have seen videos of larry bird playing college it's awesome he has no emotional control over me. Whereas JJ Redick, I can put my, myself in a place in my old house at home watching his games. I, Larry Bird, I just like, we'll see a highlight clip of a minute on YouTube and it's all grainy. For me, college basketball isn't Larry Bird. I'm sorry. It's I a, can see all the video I want. He's never going to be my right. favorite. And you're, again, it's our favorite. This is a tweet. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a text from Max on Thursday, 4.58 p.m., Arizona time. I may be over Twitter. <laughs> I need to remove myself from this pit of despair. It, it is right it, after the podcast it. came out. All these people were coming at me. I responded to some guy who said something about Pete Maravich. He said, yeah, well, you don't know anything. I said, oh yeah, I remember watching him when I was negative 26 years old. You know, <laughs> and our guys, saying something. our play, <laughs> saying something. these are the people we like. All right. So this was, I asked people that wanted poetry to just send me a couple of notes. Yeah. So this guy punching from the trees on I Twitter. I like that okay, name. Pun started his Twitter account just because he donated. Oh, that's really cool. And he wanted to let us know. That's cool to see. It's at NE, so New England, NE Panhandle Golf. His title's Punching okay. from the Trees. And he said, can you do something on my buddy Nads? His nickname is Nads. His name is Adam. Okay. I said, uh, I said, sure, yeah, whatever you want to do, it's fine. He, he, I think he sent in like maybe a thousand dollar donation to a food bank. So first of all, thank you very much for that. Said he got a nickname in college. They were good buddies. Big was big the college nickname Nads. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's not. not it's best. not a. It's not a. It's it's just they they call him that because he's like it's his first name. It's like a play off that. Okay. Um, said he's a degenerate Syracuse fan. Degenerate. So I mean, you know, I mean, bummer. Yeah, he said. 
He walked up to John Wallace in 1984. John Wallace is with Christy Brinkley, sticks out his hand and says, quote, you know, my email password is Wallace44. Obviously, he played golf at Syracuse and walked away, said Wallace couldn't stop laughing. Now, that is a guy that isn't scared to go up and talk to somebody. That's a right? dedicated That fan. is our boy. Um, he said that he, this is a guy that named all of his golf clubs. He names all of his clubs their own name. I like the first story better. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, it's just, but he said uh, he called, he, he had the Nike slingshot irons. Oh, he's back in good grace. There you go. Um, said he had a diamond wedged face, the wedge that we called it, called it Diamond Boy, called his putter. Diamond Boy, that's a good name. Yeah, and I he like said that. he had a Cleveland wedge and he called it uh, Platinum Boy. Uh, yeah, all right. I mean, I like the diamond anyway, boy so, so this, this, guy, <laughs> this guy and his friends are big into it. And the last thing he said about his friend Adam is he said he might be the only person on the planet I've met that has hairier arms than Max. I and like I have a picture. This guy. And I have a picture. So I, like I wrote, I wrote uh, a limerick. Okay. Did about they get to Adam. choose if it was a limerick or a haiku? Or did you choose? You know, I, I, tried, I tried to make the limericks when I got a little bit more because there's more to play yeah, with, right? I, I, hey, I'm not judging you. No. So here we go. Your so this is from Punching from the Trees. A little bit of a summary of his good buddy. Okay. All right. Uh, so, Nads. Yep. All right, Nads. Born Adam, it's now Nads, he's called. Fan of Mellow for how he once balled. He names all his clubs. Stack and tilt, he still flubs. Arms just like me. <laughs> Mine soon will be bald. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> that was well done. Well done. All right. And then I got a bonus uh, quarantine haiku. This is just quarantine one. Quarantine haiku. Yeah, just, I wrote we this for us. We all need this. All right. Quarantine haiku from the Get a Grip pod. Wash, wash our hands. I practice it constantly. 20 seconds at least. It's really good. Thank <laughs> you very much. Hey, well done, Shane. I thought, you did, I thought you did a great job. Uh, that was fantastic. Those, those are some, really some, some, some uh, thrown together poetry in a time where we all need a smile. Hope I you enjoyed it. it, which leads us directly into a Max Homa idea. This Max, was, yeah. and, no, and, and also just real quick, can you make sure you preface what we're doing? Oh, so this is an opinion piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are picking our top five favorite our top five favorite our favorite <laughs> sports nicknames um of all time this is hard i have 12 on my list we were going to do top five which we will i'm going to add some of my favorites after i have done i did research on this i looked up why one of them is even a nickname because i didn't didn't know a lot of, i also didn't realize by looking all these up like I did not add like Magic Johnson because he's Magic Johnson. We, we didn't add Tiger, I think was our role because it's just Tiger to us. I tried to go with Nick, like actual nicknames. So I, I'm glad you said that. Totally agree. Babe Ruth out, Magic sure. out, Tiger out. Yeah. It's who they are. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go with my first one. Uh, this is a no brainer. I don't know if it's number one always, but it's number one right now the Black Mamba. I, Tough I, to beat. So I, I, I was social distancing yesterday <laughs> with a couple of buddies. We were sitting in a yard it's like a 20 feet house. from each other. And I asked my buddies that know you they're, what they thought your first pick would be. Everybody said, Go. yeah, I mean, and it's okay. I, it's okay to re be predictable at times. This is, this was a no brainer. Number one on the list, never be removed. Black Mamba. So since we're doing no brainers, I'll go with the no brainer of mine. I've mentioned plenty of times on social media that, this is my favorite guy playing basketball since it's following in your favorite player basketball. Footsteps, Penny, Anthony Hardaway, 
Penny was great. I loved everything about him. I had in my room as a kid, I think I probably at one point might have had four or five of the little Penny dolls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Every, I had two or three posters. Was your password to any of your emails Penny? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go up to Penny and say that <laughs> Penny to Penny one cent? I, uh, I had... I had one pair of his shoes, and they were the cool ones, you know, the ones with the big swoosh oh, yeah. on the side. They weren't the foam posits, but they were awesome. Penny was the guy. Penny was my guy. He one has the best Twitter handle in Twitter. I don't think I know I what it is. I am one cent. That is pretty <laughs> sweet. Pretty cool. So, Penny, that's my first pick. These are. I feel like we did a good job of just throwing a couple off the board that yeah, were going to be hey, easy to go with. We're going uh, to pick them. So, I'm going to go with my second is a little in the same vein. I think I was going through, I think Bleacher Report has a top 300 best sports nicknames ever article and i was scrolling through it this one wasn't number one which i felt was criminal the great one yeah the great one is it's it's so perfect i feel like the golf version of this is the king is the great one yeah it just it's simple it's and it's perfect and it's to the point like we all, and and also when you're that good, no one's argued it. Nobody's <laughs> like, there's never been it. a there's not one person that's arguing how good Wayne Gretzky was. You all know the stats. You all know that if he threw all his goals out, he would still be a leading points guy. The great one. I have a great story about the great one. Let's hear it. Uh, Big golfer. My, one, yeah, won my first uh, professional golf tournament with his wife as my partner in the BMW Celebrity Pro Am. Uh, fortunate to become friendly with them. They are both the best. Wayne is the nicest guy on the planet i mean i've been to his house where he's asked me what he can get me and i'm like i'm in the great one's house like i'll just figure <laughs> it out um but we went and played golf on janet's birthday uh and it her birthday's in january so it's right after christmas and i guess for christmas she got a new car so um uh, one of the holes we end up passing a group in uh, that was in front of us janet's up at the front tees we are on the back tees and so it's a bunch of you know the guys con- congregated around some of the uh some of wayne's buddies you know, asked, Hey Wayne, um, you know, on Christmas, Janet woke up to a new car. Um, what'd she wake up to on her birthday? And he just deadpan said the great one. Nice. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, that's the ultimate card to pull. I was like, yeah, you're about as cool as they come. You, you know what? So I was at Shinnecock in 2018 was the first year that I was doing the co-hosting thing with Joe and it was Faxon and I had our own booth and then Joe and Zinger had their spot over by 18 and we did a morning run on saturday morning got up like kind of done for the morning at least and we get to go have lunch and we can go walk around and brad always goes and talks to guys that are getting ready to go out in the afternoon and i tend to kind of stand a couple feet back just so i can hear what's going on six feet back well back then you could be oh you're right yeah Yeah, that was that was 2018 (laughs) and we're getting up and and brad who if you don't know Brad Faxon, might have more contacts in his phone than anybody in the world, <laughs> and he loves it. He loves having new contacts in his phone. He loves having important people in his phone. He says, uh, "Hey, uh, we might uh, Wayne might be coming up in a minute. We might be doing an interview." Well, I'm wondering in my head who Wayne, like Wayne Brady, yeah, like I'm Wayne. trying to think of like a, like what Wayne pro golfer is playing on tour now. And about two minutes later, Wayne Gretzky comes in. Now again. This is the first year I'm doing this job. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy comes in who is, as you know, the probably the top three most famous athlete in the last 60 years. I, it's also that he might be the only like unequivocal goat in his sport. Like, I don't know. I, but, I don't know. Bobby Orr gets arguments, but okay. I'm, I didn't even I'm know he got with, arguments. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I think I think it's it's without a doubt a Wayne Gretzky and yeah. everybody else. Yeah. So he's a. Uh, 
quite the quite the guy to have to run into at your first week. So he comes in. Gig. So so we you know we IFB off headphone off. We're like kind of unbuttoning the jackets and stuff. And all of a sudden, back in your spot. Yeah. My my stat guy luckily had started to create a card on just some little notes on Gretzky. You know, just to just in case I you know get nervous or whatever. I mean, five minutes in, we're doing an interview live on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, the, it was, I still think to this day, the coolest thing I've done professionally for sure, was getting awesome. a chance to just sit with them. And, you know, Dustin. And he's would, as normal as, as, oh, as they he, get. Oh, that's what, so, I, that's what I was cool. surprised by. He's not like intimidating as a human, which is nice. <laughs> uh, do you, who's, so I did two. Yeah, I'll do my second and third. Uh, my second is uh, the answer. Alan Iverson. Great so one. simple. It was so great. I loved it even more because I've always just grown up to hate the Celtics. And, you know, Paul Pierce ends up being the truth after. And it was just, it, it's a cool nickname, but after someone's the answer, it's just like kind of lame. So I liked it even more because it was like just contesting with the truth. But it was just perfect. It was AI, the answer. It was simple. Everyone knew him as it. And I thought I thought it was cool because he was always kind of like, it fit. It was He was always the answer to the teams, you know, to the Sixers issues. He would get the job done, put the team on his back. I love that nickname. It was so, so, so simple and to the point. I had it on my list. It was kind of on that one that was right on the four or five area. I wasn't sure if I was going to include it. Did you find this, and you and I are, I would say, probably the bigger basketball fans than other sports. Did you find it hard to get nicknames that weren't basketball players? Yeah, I also realized in this, and this was going to be in my uh, in my honorable mentions, but like no good golf nicknames. There's a couple, but not a lot. Yeah, I mean, not a lot. Like I was trying to add golf nicknames that I didn't really like compared to, you know, the basketball and the football. Basketball. My next one is a football nickname, and I think it's the best nickname of all time. Primetime. Oh, on my list too. I mean. First I, overlap. It's as tight. I mean, it's so cool. It's the best. I, because... Have you heard the story of why they nicknamed him Prime? No, let's hear it. So this was, uh, I've actually didn't have to do research on this one. I've read this one. So he, uh, who knows if this stuff's true, but apparently the combine after he graduated college or not graduate college, finished college, I think. I don't know if he, did he, he was not there for four years, was he? I don't think so. But I don't I think tell so. You sure I think he was young. So young Dion, all the swag on the planet, uh, comes out, does no other workout for the combine except the 40 rolls up apparently in a limo with all his jewelry on strolls over everyone's been there working out stretching <laughs> lifting out. strolls over to the 40 takes off all his chains kind of does a little quad stretch back and forth maybe for 20 some seconds gets down runs sets the record picks up his stuff leaves back in the limo and they nicknamed him primetime like on the spot <laughs> they're like yeah that's you you are primetime you're ready to go all the time you are what we all want to watch on my list that means I'm going to take them off and add somebody off. off. Good thing we have a lot of reserves. <laughs> we do have a lot of reserves. I, you know, we last night was discussing with my buddies. We all agreed, and I'm with you. I think it's one of the best, yeah, football nicknames ever. And it's, I think the it's the best. Is, is all, it's not but... just a football nickname because of yeah. course he was played two sports. So, uh, and I think when you dive into the Dion stuff and he played in like a World Series. So he he's in my top three, and this is a super random one because it has it's not like the in the Tigers of it, but he's in my top three favorite athletes of all time because when you go back on stories, they're amazing. Like uh, he was flying to Braves games after foul, or after uh, football games. Like he was just like going back and forth right. and it, it was so seamless. And maybe back then it was different, but if that happened now, I don't think people could wrap their head around it, like through the sports centers and, and the feeds of social the media. The talking heads would be saying he's not so, he, they would they would be ragging him. He's not as yeah. committed. If he went 0 for 4 one night in baseball, well, he needs to give baseball I mean, up. he was amazing. He's just a freak. Him and Bo Jackson are two of the uh, all-time best. So 
since you trash talked golf nicknames, I didn't. I just uh, compared to the rest. I don't think there's very many good. And ones. And you know, Lloyd Mangrum was on my list, but oh, I'm not. I including am him. trash talking at that. I'm not. I'm not including him. <laughs> In my list of five favorites, <laughs> I've got a golf one. The Big Easy. Oh, I did not think of that. That Great is so nickname. good. All right, you're right. That I is, feel like win. of of the golf nicknames that I, I oh. was teetering on, I've just always felt like that fit him perfect. It absolutely even just when you watch him swing you're like yeah that's, that's it that's, that's it. him <laughs> that's your nickname and and it birthed the big wheezy which was also a good nickname also a great well. nickname and i thought that was fun that people played off that uh, obviously michelle was great so i just feel like ernie big easy you're birthed. right you're right that, seamless that's all time hand in winner. hand i'm gonna go to a sport that i don't think you and i have ever talked about on this podcast i mean we're only you know 10 episodes in but soccer NASCAR. Oh, I didn't even know they had nicknames. Dale Earnhardt. Do you know his nickname? Oh, if when you say it, I'm going to know it. The Intimidator. I didn't know it. The Intimidator. <laughs> what terrible. a nickname. You went from the best to the worst. Uh, I'm going to read you where it, where it came from. <laughs> he set a NASCAR modern era record of four consecutive wins and won five of the first seven races. This was back in 86. Okay. In the 1987 season, he earned the nickname The Intimidator due in part to the 1987 Winston All-Star Race. During the race, he was briefly forced into the infield grass but kept control of his car and returned to the track without giving up his lead. The maneuver is now referred to as the pass in the grass. I like that. That's a, that's a good phrase. And uh, even though Earnhardt, interesting enough, didn't pass anybody when he made that move. That's oh, still also interesting. That's still the thing. So after that, I don't get how you can be intimidating in racing when you can't look another person in the eyes. Dale Earnhardt was intimidating. <laughs> All right, the glasses, to... the glare. He had the kind glasses. of this tough personality. I am. In, I think it's an unbelievable nickname. All right. Hey, listen. It's an opinion. It's I'll, my. I'll give it's you my, your opinion. Yeah, you're doing it. You're Twitter trolling give, me right no, now. No, no. I didn't say you were wrong. I just said that's the worst one. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so what are we at? Are we at four each? I'm about to. No, I think I'm at. One, two, no, I'm at three. So I'll give you my fourth and my fifth. This is where it's going to be really difficult. I'm going to give you, all right. I love this one. Grew up idolizing the guy. I also think the nickname fit even better when I was younger. It was the kid, Ken Griffey Jr. I thought it was just kind of, he's always epitomized cool and smooth. And I thought it was just like a cool nickname. It's not a lot of flash kind of like him. It's not a lot of like the flair. It's just, yeah. Like when he grew when coming up, he was kind of that guy. He's the kid. He, he, and every, when you say the kid, like think about how many there, the kids there are. And, but like, he's the one and he was always also the most enjoyable to watch <laughs> play baseball. So I thought that it fit. It's just a kind of, like I said, I like these nicknames that are, kind of to the point and simple for a lot of these great players. Cause there are so many, like the great one is kind of a no brainer. Um, the ones that are just simple to the point and kind of encapsulate the person. I, I thought that Ken Griffey was uh junior was kind of like that his whole career, even when he was no longer the kid, he just felt like the kid. I like that. So, uh, his son played football at university of Arizona and I was, gonna yeah. a, I was going to do a story on him. Oh, so the I dream. grew up a huge Griffey fan as everybody did. He was, one of those players, I feel like that, you know, when the nineties baseball felt really, really cool. I think that was really about as peak baseball as you can get. You had obviously the home run back and forth. 
you know, with Sosa and McGuire. And then the early nineties, you get Griffey coming up and he was this backwards hat guy. And he was on this brutally tough Mariners team. I was on the treadmill in my apartment. <laughs> I get this call from some random number. I go outside to answer and it was King Griffey Jr. <laughs> giving, he was giving me some quotes about his son is for sure. The most nervous <laughs> phone call. I, I was like, what, who is this? You know, but you're right. Even when he was 45, he felt like the kid. Always. Why is that? I think because he moved gracefully. Like, kids kind of move like it's easy. He never – I know he had a lot of injuries, but he never – the way he swung the bat, it just never seemed like it was much of a thing. It just felt very natural. And I think kids – when you see a kid swing a golf club, it's just like, yeah, it's really, really good. That's really natural. Uh, my number my, – my last one is the one I did research on because I've always loved this nickname. Never knew – what the hell? I'm excited about Max, Max's research. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Okay. I love the nickname. Just, it's funny. It's fun. It's like, again, it's not something I know a lot about, but nobody calls him Joe Jackson. No, no one on this planet. So I looked it up. Uh, this, I'll just read it. Can I ask you real quick before you get into this? Did you add this so that people wouldn't yell at you about not having somebody that's from the 20s? This worked out really well for me though. (laughs) Uh, so the origin essentially says uh, Jackson started toting this nickname around years before he ever helped throw the World Series. <laughs> when Jackson was a teenager, he tried to play a game while breaking in a new pair of cleats like we all have. The cleats started giving him a blister, so Jackson decided to finish the game barefoot. A heckler called, this is my favorite part of the story, heckler called him a shoeless son of a gun, which in those <laughs> days was probably way worse than insulting somebody's mama. <laughs> and the name stuck. Uh, today, he would just be a guy who got dropped for breaking a shoe endorsement track, uh, uh, contract. So that was from, uh, I don't even remember, medium.com. But I loved it. I love the nickname. I love the, I love the story behind it. Uh, I, I even like just how it was written, a <laughs> shoeless son of a gun. So I'm, I'm all in on uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Uh, I wish uh, I was old enough to watch him play back in the day. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting that we're kind of, I feel like without any prep in terms of comparing lists, we have weaved through this similarly. I mean, we had the, the Kobe and Penny thing to start. I'm finishing with a baseball player I didn't watch because I was not alive when he played Willie Mays. Oh, the say, Hey kid, say, Hey, kid. great nickname. That's a good nickname. I feel like it's well thought out. It's just, it, it rolls off the tongue. It's a yeah. little bit like shoeless. Yeah, Joe, where exactly. It, just, it's got it, some it feels, yeah. it feels special. Well, I want to hear some. Uh, so I was talking to my sister driving to your house. My sister, my nephew is 12 years old and he is a sports nut. Okay. Sam, she's talking on the phone. She's like, Sam, what's your favorite? Sports is he just nickname. rattling him off? You know, and you're sitting there thinking he's going to say, you know, a, a current quarterback. Yeah, a black LeBron mom, like some or somebody very, like yeah. that. Walter Payton is who oh, my sweetness. 12-year-old nephew That's threw a at really me. good one. That one was going to be on my list. He threw up Megatron as well, Megatron's which I thought was great. One. Who else do you have on your list? And my favorite golf one is Slamming Sam Sneed. I thought that was Love just that. a cool one. The walrus I had on my list walrus, is one of the great. Yeah. So I thought the shark's pretty good. Shark's great. Um, yeah, but I thought slam, Slamming Sam Sneed. Uh, all-time favorite nickname just because, and this is like, I know it's not on my list because I don't think it's the best one, but it's just my favorite uh, to hear is Big Poppy. Big Poppy's great. I mean, <laughs> It's just like a good nickname. It just, I, I don't even, you, you almost never hear David Ortiz anymore. You just right. hear Big Poppy. That was a good one. Dr. J, I think, is phenomenal. I have Dr. J on my list is iconic as well. It almost it's iconic. Feels, that almost exactly. feels a little like Babe Ruth or Tiger like we talked about. Uh, Mr. October is just, uh, I think that's, again, goes a little bit more towards the Wayne Gretzky of great one. It's something that will kind of always stand. Like, that's how he made made his name. Um 
Clyde the Glide, I thought was kind of tight. It rhymes. I know you're a big poet, poetry guy now. The, I'm really deep into poetry now. Uh, the Admiral, I thought, was Admiral always well. Was it, so it, it, good. it played two ways. You know, it obviously. plays two ways. Uh, the bus was good because it literally looked like a great. bus running downfield. And then uh, not an actual person. I just want people to know that I don't think this is a real person, but Benny the Jet. Oh, wow. So sick. Benny the Jet. <laughs> and that was like, you know, my movie growing up. Uh, so Benny the Jet. So I would like to now hear your uh, left. Off. I feel bad for all these names left off. No, I, I mean, I, I threw most of mine your way. I mean, I had I had a few you had and then just kind of went through those. I, I had the walrus, the king, golden bear or some of the golf. The king is, the is, king is, tight. is yeah, it's pretty, pretty perfect. Pretty good. LeBron's nickname, you know, kind yeah. of King James is pretty yeah. cool as well. It's there. I, I was looking up. I was trying to find a little bit like. Dale Earnhardt, I was trying to find some some lesser-known sports, like a Michael Phelps. Did he have a nickname? Oh, yeah, interesting. I've... And what I realized was there's certain... His could just be the GOAT. But, but there, there's certain that don't need it. I mean, I was thinking about Serena. Right. You know, yeah. Serena would be a person that you would expect to have some awesome nickname, but she doesn't need it because her name... It's like Beyonce. Just Serena, Serena is yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like Serena's Serena. Yeah. You're good. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, <laughs> when you're those first name, like LeBron, for the rest of the history of earth lebron will be one person somebody threw out lt to me yesterday and i said while i agree that lt is a great nickname i bet if you pulled 100 people around the country you'd get five or six percent that would think it was ladanian tomlinson and that's a perfect case study right there the first thing that goes in my head is ladanian because that's who i grew up watching i didn't grow up watching uh the like obviously the real lt the best by the way lebron thing that you just mentioned there's an old article this had to be five, 10 years ago, where it said, you know, LeBron uh, James Jr. When asked about why he uses the number, whatever in basketball, not his dad's number. He said, well, I don't want people to always just, uh, you know, I want to, I want to live my own life, my own basketball life. <laughs> There's a quote under, and it says, uh, next playing point guard, LeBron James Jr. And somebody <laughs> in the crowd goes, who the hell is that guy? It's <laughs> perfect. Like, yeah, um, unfortunately you name your kid LeBron and you are LeBron. That's who you're going to think of first. Yes, forever. Yeah, that's no it, offense. That's... I, hopefully LeBron James Jr. has a great career, but my gosh, it's hard to, it's, it's like being Michael Jordan Jr. I mean, it's impossible. It's, to it's, it's tough. I mean, George, George Foreman did that to all his kids. Yeah. It's name, tough, name them all basically yeah, George and like not really giving him much of a yeah. chance to break out of not that a shell. Lot of uh, also, uh, last one I had on my list, uh, Gary, pa Gary, oh, the, glove. the glove was great. That's yeah, a good one. Just kind of and what he was. Too. He, was <laughs> he was legit locked down. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my So, following up with the nicknames, I presented this to you via text message. And I this was tough. figured this Tougher would be a fun thing to do currently since no golf is being played. I asked you to build your perfect golfer, current golfer. So, guys that are obviously playing, guys that aren't retired. So, you could include a VJ Singh or any else oh, okay. like who, who is out there. Uh, but I mean, I figured yours would be more focused on Mine's guys. Very that are modern, like week in and at week this out. exact moment, who I would pick. Yeah, probably and things. I and I figured that would be the case. I just wanted to, I wanted to preface with if you did include somebody like Ernie, okay. that would be okay. So basically, it's who you feel like if you were building the golfer. If from, I was basically building Tiger Woods in two thousand. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so basically, this is Tiger in two thousand, <laughs> but with everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start. Uh, first things first. The two thousand twenty perfect golfer. Your putter will be. Uh, my putter is Jason Day. Still think he's got the best stroke. I still think he's way up there on the on the uh, strokes game putting stats. Um, when you watch him putt, he looks like a machine. Uh, he he is he will be my putter going forward for a while. It was very close between him and Ricky, um, but from what I understand, Jason has been a more consistent putter. And I'm splitting hairs by saying like the best putter. So, right. Uh, but yeah, so that that's gonna be my putter. Well, I and mean, this is this is not meant to offend or leave anybody out. No. This is just simply to. to that's a guy that think, sees yeah. these these players week to week. He looks like a machine when he puts. Right. He truly does. Yeah. And when he is a 10-footer, it always looks like it's going to go. It always looks like it's going to go. That, I feel like that putter, you know, that spider that yeah. those TaylorMade guys are using, when it you see the camera angle right behind it, it's a little like your Scotty Cameron. Yeah. With that, looks you know, very square. Yeah. Is I feel like when it's shot behind, it always looks like those putts are going to go. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the putter stays lower to the ground. Yeah. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> uh, all right. So you got Jay. Let me write this down. You got Jason, Jason Day, Day as your putter. Yeah. Okay. Around the green. So this is obviously chipping, pitching, bunkers, bunkers all that stuff. 
uh, Patrick Reed. He is a straight really? up wizard. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, I've heard, I'd heard, you know, many stories about it. Obviously he's a great golfer all around, but he is known for a short game putting, uh, and short game and putting. Um, I'd never gotten to play with him at the time. And I'm playing behind him in Memphis and there's eighth hole. He hits in his left bunker. It's completely dead where he is. He's like in the lip. And, you know, I go get a water. We're waiting for them to hit. And he's got, you know, kind of one foot in, one foot out of this bunker. And uh, so I go get a water, come back, didn't get to see him at the shot, and look up, and he's pretty much tapping in. And I was like, I asked Joe, I said, is that, is that his, is that it for par? He goes, yeah. And I was like, that's not possible. And he goes, yeah, I don't really know. He goes, <laughs> you know, he basically said Patrick he has a sick short game. And he does. He is, when I, when I play with him, he, I ended up playing with him in a week. He won at Northern Trust and it lived up to the hype. He made it look very, very easy. Um, so his is, and I also thought that his would be an interesting one to say, because I don't think a lot of people give him quite enough credit for right. it. It is a staple of his game. And I think he knows how good it is too. Cause he, he, uh, he's pretty bold going into at pins. Cause he knows how he's kind of got the filth thing. He knows he can get up and down from everywhere. So I was just finishing the Bamberger tiger book that oh, comes yeah. out on Tuesday. Tiger quote about Augusta that, goes with what you're saying talking about players that were just unbelievable around the greens and to tiger the guy that was always the best at it was Olaf Abel. yeah and he would pick at Olaf Abel's brain a lot they would always talk about it. he did it in 2019 and there was a quote about it and I'm, I don't have it exactly in front of me but it was basically like Phil Tiger saying you know Phil is spectacular around the greens but when it comes to Pitching at this golf course, I'll take all of Fable all Interesting. day long. So I'm going to tell you this. When you get practice, whenever the Masters happens, practice round, you should go up to all of Fable and ask him for Interesting. practice round. I you should go do by that. Him. Yeah. All do right. you need to send a note? How do you do that? How I do you get no a practice idea. round with this? We'll see. Email? I don't know. Text? I don't think it's text. Send a letter? <laughs> I'll, I'll send a snail mail. <laughs> yeah, you should. Handwritten. You could write on the Hello, back of the, sir. the poetry clip. Yeah, I also I've added a uh, limerick that has nothing to do with you and might confuse you. Don't read the back. Yeah, just read, read my the request back. to read play. The, yeah. I think you should do an Olaf Abel practice round. All right. Yeah, we'll see. I'll work it into the schedule, hopefully. Yeah. I don't they know what you already me. I don't know how this works. Yeah, and when it's going to happen. Yeah, but anyway, it's going to happen. That's an idea. Uh, so you've got Jason Day's your putter. Putter. Patrick Reed is is getting the ball up and down, giving Jason Day Correct. easy looks. Yeah. Who is flagging irons? I have two here. because No, didn't you know, can't pick two. Can I use Tiger? Yes. Then Tiger. Okay. My backup was Dustin Johnson. Now you, now you can't use Tiger again. No, no, I won't. Okay. Um, my backup was Dustin Johnson. He's uh, sick with the irons too. But Tiger, to me, proved it at Mel Royal Melbourne at the uh, Melbourne at the nice. uh, Presidents Cup that he is still the best iron player of all time. I also like standing at this moment. I also like that you said Johnson after Dustin because we got confused. Well, some people people hear Justin. Yeah. You know, he's been he's been called that on the first tee before, yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Justin Johnson. Justin Johnson. So, uh, uh, so so far we, we, we've got now we've got a couple of Masters winners. We got Tiger, Patrick, we got Jason Day, and this one I find interesting. Now I have a, I have a, a strong take on this. So I like that you asked asked me this one. This is Fairway Woods. Now I feel like there's a big gap amongst every parts of professionals games versus amateurs. But when I'm talking about professional golfers versus really good amateurs, or even many tour players, I've always been the most impressed with two things. One is how pros play out of plugged lies because you never look at it <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a negative. You always feel like you can get it up and down. And the second is how well you guys hit fairway woods and sure. how reliable you are with them. Sure. Um, best fairway wood player. I don't think it's even close. Eh, I'll go kind of close. 
but I think Justin Thomas is the best fairway player. He hit, he has hit, when you go through his highlight reel, he's hit a handful of fairway woods to spots you couldn't imagine. Though The one that everyone remembers is the one at Aaron, Aaron Hills, Hills yeah. which Joe told me he was catting for Chap there, and Chap had like a wedge in it, and they had to play away from the pin because he said it was so difficult. Uh, so for them to, Joe said, for them to hit, uh, for him to hit a three wood to five feet was impossible. Um, but also that from, same like day, 297. from like 297, that same day, he had a three wood to like eight feet on the drivable par four, right, right over the top of the flag. He had a five wood at the Honda uh, close uh, against Luke Liss, end up winning that in a playoff. He hits high, uh, the fairway woods off that deck so freaking well. I, I think that there, it's tough. Rory has hit some great ones, and, and I don't That's the take only argument away. you'd get from me. That's the only argument I can see. But Justin has hit them under the gun so often. I know Rory has the one at the Honda that was wild, but Justin, I just feel like, has done it more often, and he's hit some that I, I feel like people, maybe only Rory can think, yeah, that's even doable. So he And, and he's, he's got all the shots, too, with it, and he hits it pretty cool off the tee as well. He hits a low one, all the, all the shots. So... My argument would be Rory. I think I wrote earlier this year that I felt like Rory was the best ever with the Fairy Woods because he, to your point, he's hit a lot under the gun. He I, did that, hit that the K Club. He hit those two. Yeah, and the, the one, at, the one at the Honda that year. Yeah, when he when he ended up losing that playoff to was Russell Henley. After all that, yeah, and he he missed that eagle putt. That's yeah. what got him in the playoff. But yeah, the the Aaron Hills JT three wood is you, you're you're. I mean, we were covering that yeah. US Open, and there was it was hard to get close. Yeah, and he hits this just mile high three wood. You know he. He was wearing those pink pants that day, yeah. and I, I was doing interviews. He walked in, interview him live. It was great. JT's, you know, one of the best. At, I mean, he's just one of the best yeah, at all the stuff. smart dude. And as he's walking out off air, I'm like, hey, by the way, uh, nice pants. He's like, yeah. He looked at her, and he goes, you bet. He goes, you better shoot 63. You better shoot 63 if you wear these yeah. pants. I was like, see, that's why he's this he guy. He pulled it off. Because yeah. he's great. Um, so do you even have to ask me the next one? No. <laughs> okay. Can we just skip it? Do we yeah. even, you know what? Let's not I'm even not mention a name. Everybody knows who the best We're not going to mention the name. Is. We have driver. We're not mentioning the name. <laughs> no, We're not no. even going to say his name. We're going to do mental instead? We'll go to mental. Brooks Kepka. Okay. Brooks proves it that in the biggest moment, he is very much not scared of anything. It seems like anytime he's got a battle with Rory, he gets up for it and and just asserts his will kind of he he's just nails even in not winning the US Open it took Gary to Everything. really clutch up and this is when you know Brooks is making putts from everywhere but he just strolls out there like it's nothing and he showed up at the WGC at in Memphis like 25 minutes before tea time and I know he said I warmed up I did all my stuff and I get that but still just to have the the guts to do it <laughs> like the mental his mental is is spectacular obviously right um he's he's proved it in the last three or four years with all the majors people who win majors are tough as nails and have a mental edge over everybody and he's clearly the most dominant major performer in 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 recent memory you know when you talk about the majors he's won this one probably isn't brought up enough in terms of how he handled it in between his ears but having that big lead at beth page yeah and it's slipping away and having dustin right behind you playing well to be able to click it back in and finish yeah. that one off. And you saw it on the 72nd hole. You saw it on 18 when he was all fired up. But, I mean, there was a moment there where you were thinking, he's going he's gonna to choke this thing away. Well, it's like the perfect uh, explanation of golf. 
most of the time you have your struggle nine holes when you win a golf tournament earlier in the week and then you get it going on the weekend or maybe it's like Saturday first nine. It's very rare that it happens Sunday afternoon where you still win. He played, I'm telling you, I, I understand that I'm not a major champion and, I, and I, I can't give you my experience points on this, but I walked around that golf course and Joe and I thought that if anybody got to 10 under, it would have been, it was that, that was going to win. They were going to probably win. He was 1,200 through two days. Like, I couldn't, we couldn't really wrap our mind around it. He was playing unbelievable golf, and he does so again on Saturday, and it's just like a formality. Well, his struggle nine came at the end of the golf tournament, and I think that's, again, we don't see it very often because it's hard for that person to end up actually winning. It's considered a choke, which I've never agreed with. It's more the timing of your golf being good for 72 holes almost never happens. Yeah, so... All of a sudden, it starts to unravel a little bit, and the golf course is hard, so it doesn't lend you any easy holes to like kind of settle down. And again, for him, like you said, for him mentally, just to stay in it and win that golf tournament was very, very, very impressive. Just a side tangent: What's the hardest course you've played professionally? What's the golf course that will forever be in your brain? Are we taking out like uh, conditions? Because that day at Ar- uh, the Arnold Palmer at Bay Hill was yeah. Really let's just hard. say on on any given day it would. Be I mean, considered- Beth Page was really difficult. Okay. Now I will say that Beth Page is not my favorite way to make something hard. It was essentially just like we're going to grow the rough really right. high. So if you don't get off the tee, you're in trouble. So it was. I'm not saying it's stupid. It's just like one way to make a golf course hard. I like it a little better when it's firm, and and that's the difficulty where like getting to pins that are on the front of a green, you have to kind of think your way through it. But that. Like I said the, earlier in the pod, that, that I was even through two rounds. I played very, very nice golf for, for two days. Now, I didn't, again, didn't do anything crazy special, but I kept the ball out of the rough and hit a lot of good long irons. So that was, that was hard. I could see that course being difficult pretty much day in and day out. But, I mean, the one that, that takes absolutely no setup to be hard every time, not every time, but pretty much every time you play it, is Riviera. Riviera can be soft, and you think it's a little bit tricky, and it could be firm, and you're going to think it's super tricky. That's why I think that's the best golf course I've played. But, yeah, the uh, I haven't gotten to play a ton of – I mean, Marion was quite difficult. But right. Beth Page was just like every hole you stood on, it was just uh, – you're, you're just like holding your breath. You felt tired just because you had to keep striping it off the tee, and you had to keep hitting driver. It was just – You hit driver you on mistake, every hole. Every hole, What is basically. it, like two or three is the only hole you don't really hit driver on? If yeah, you, you could, you could kind of not hit it on like 11 if you – but then again, then you're coming in with a long iron. And again, the rough around the greens is really thick. So like <laughs> you need to hit green. So that was, that was, a, that was one of the most impressive. I haven't, you know, I wasn't at Pebble when Tiger did his whole US Open thing, but I got, well, to you be were, you at, were 10 years yeah, old. I got to be at, at Beth Page when Brooks did those. And that was the most amazing two rounds of golf I could even fathom. So we have Jason Day putting. We have Patrick Reed around the greens. Tiger Woods, uh, up T-Dub. and comer. I think he's got a chance to be something at some point. Iron player. JT is hitting fairway woods. We're not speaking of who we think is the he driver. Ha- he who shall not be. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's Voldemort of this yes. thing. Uh, you've got Brooks Kepka in between the years. And the last thing I asked you is look. And when I say look, look on the golf course, look under pressure, the outfit, how they look and what they wear. It fits who they are. They look cool almost all the time. They, 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 it makes sense who you got. Adam Scott. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, go. guy's sponsored by Burberry. <laughs> he's a professional <laughs> golfer. I mean, he's silky smooth. He's got the perfect swing. He's got the perfect demeanor. I've never heard. He made one. those parachute pants. He look made cool. parachute. He got the. He had the bowling shoes on. He had made sands cool. of belts. The guy is just cool. He's. I've never heard one bad thing about him ever. He his like again. His temperament is so smooth. He never really gets that down. Never gets that up. Um, he is. He is who people should aspire to be and his fit is nice too. Like he does everything 
He, he's the guy who can make everything seem cool. Yeah, I agree. You know what? It's just Australians, man. Australians are It's so a bummer. Cool. Australians are way up there. They already on have the coolest. accent. It's kind of BS. Because Australia, I've always said, is like Canadians are really cool. Australians like Canadians with a tan. Yeah, I don't know? know if people have said Canadians are really cool. I think Canadian. I have, I think so, but I, I also. I know, feel like Canadians get. That's a, like a, pre, I feel like universally people are big fans. All right. You don't think so? Oh, I think they're fans because they're super nice. Do you want to read the limerick again about I them? I think they're really nice. I don't think that they get it for being, like, cool. Like, the Aussies are cool. Right. Like, like, like I'm not saying that Canadians can't be cool, but they're more widely, like, liked because they're super nice. Well, I mean. Sorry, eh? <laughs> like, that, that's what they do. I was trying to get sorry, eh, in the yeah, limerick, and I couldn't figure out up. exactly where to squeeze it in. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We've got a, by the way, you know what I'm excited to get or people on Twitter be like, so Luke Donald, is that who you were talking about? Yeah. The driver? <laughs> we know what you're going to do. We already are a step ahead of you all and doing something like that. That's pretty good. Adam Scott rocking the, the outfit and the look. You said Adam Scott cannot not look cool. I was at a title of shoot late last year. And imagine, Adam's- imagine having to go after him in a shoot and be like, sorry, guys, the C squad's here. <laughs> hey, Max, <laughs> you're up next. We just had Adam in yeah. here. We cool. spent two and a half hours with him. We'll do 15 with yeah. you. <laughs> so uh, he, there were all these hats like laid out you could put on or take or whatever. And there was this super high flat bill. And he goes, I can't wear that hat. I look ridiculous. And I was standing there. I go, dude. Prove it. I go, you can't look ridiculous. And he goes, look. And he put it on. And I will say. He didn't look ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, he made but it. he didn't look like Adam Scott. He was as close as you could be to not ridiculous. <laughs> it was I like put it on and super I super flat bill, yeah. like the ironed flat bill, like the early Ricky hat, you know? If I put that on, I get laughed off of the You would not be allowed in, the, in it again. That's, I agree. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> So we've got some questions from listeners. These are from a couple of weeks ago. We've got some from just today that Max sent out. We got some really good ones. I wanted to start my a friend of mine, Mark Freed, shout out, asked us, which snack during the whole quarantine have you not been able to get away from? And his was Dots. Very Dots underrated is a good one. fruit snack. It stays fruit in. Candy. It, he might actually not be able to get away with it because it's just stuck in his teeth. It's still there. Like, just always going to be there. Forever <laughs> it's like a the gummy or Skittle. Yeah. In four years, he's going to go to the dentist and they're going to be like, wow, we found a dot. He goes, yep, quarantine for coronavirus. 20, corona yep, I know exactly where that is. Uh, he did send me three separate pictures of different bags of dots he had around the house. <laughs> oh, that's Big tough. dot guy. Uh, do you have one? Reese's. I've You've been, been going hard Reese's. on it. Your wife has cake. She in the cake. house when I walked in. Oh, by the way, my wife said I need to talk less on this thing, so I hope I'm doing better. She, she like everybody, wants to hear more Shane voice, less less me voice. So you, so do you have you have you purchased Reese's extra, or did you just already have them around the house? A little of this, a little of that. Are we talking Reese's pieces? Or are we talking the? Oh, the we got two them all. We got the thins. What are those? Uh, let me tell you, it's just a little. It's just thinner. <laughs> it's it's okay. right in the name. Um, those are pretty good. Uh. We got the cups where you like actually take off the tin foil, and then we also have the mini cups, which I are my they're already unwrapped. They're, those are like the Halloween ones, right? Cool. That's uh, the go-to. Are those Halloween? Well, you throw oh, in- little bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are yeah. You open the bag and you just grab. We, There's very little BS. You so we do. Them. I do nice notes for all the trick or treaters at my house. Of course, you no do. candy. I just write a nice little note. great outfit. Have a good November. Enjoy the weather. You really are the nicest. You're you're <laughs> no, Canadian. It's, it's no it's no it's no candy though. Shane they Canadian just walk bacon. Away frustrated. <laughs> uh, it's actually you know what we do is our Halloween go to move is we sit out front, make margaritas, no like door, that. no doorbell, and we pass like the that. candy. What's, out. I feel like your your snack you can't get away from is going to be something healthy like kale. No, no chips and salsa. Always. Okay, that's not bad on chips and salsa guac. Yeah, we I've have some guac. It. I'm pumped we got some guac. Uh, Henry, nine-month-old, into guac. Really, really into it. God, Makes, how amazing would that be if his first word was guacamole? It <laughs> would be a lot of syllables. Would not work on a limerick or a haiku. Yeah, it would, it would he's got the, the jeans. It would take up he's the got entire the stanza. Uh, chips and salsa, always my go-to snack. I'll take it at, at 2 p.m., 8 p.m., 12 midnight, whatever. Love it. One Good. of my favorites. And, and we've been trying to do the order out, support local places. 
every place has chips and salsa every as place an has app. Chips and salsa. So it's it's a pretty good. You can you can really like dabble it. in a few. I like it. Uh, and and then Cindy got some. You know that I'm going to do a wife rant here. <laughs> so <Ooh. laughs> you probably run into this as well. Nope, my wife's perfect, and I she just because she's <laughs> 20 feet away, you can't do that. Cindy goes and buys all these sweets because she wants them. But she gets the kind that's like 70 calories less than the kind you want. Yeah. It's this like the knockoff. You've never heard of the ice cream before. Nobody's ever heard of it. It's 220 calories instead of 350, which is the bluebell. Just give me the regular stuff. <laughs> it's ice cream. I don't want the healthy stuff. Yeah, if I'm gonna eat ice cream, I mean ice cream. Let's go with it. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um, send us, by the way, send us what you're into on, uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Shane Bacon at Max 23. Yeah. What you're into for snacks for snacks. Yeah. <laughs> please, 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 please just God. send us the snack part, um, which would, also could be, we're talking about snacks that you like eat food, food snacks food. during the quarantine, like dots like or Reese's. Dots. All right. You got a question. Uh, this is a really great question and it, taught, it required quite a bit of thinking, uh, from Josh Clark, Josh Clark, Oh six. Uh, what television or movie character do you relate to the strongest? You, Did asked you get me, an answer for this. You this asked me hard. this question. I thought about it all day. Okay. If I, you don't, do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, to, go. Because okay. I've so, got a, I've got a kind of a crappy one, but I've yeah, got one. Yeah, I, I think that there's probably only bad answers to this because I don't think anything can encapsulate anybody perfectly. Um, also, there's so many options. I chose uh, Mickey Ward from The Fighter. I chose it because of this. Mickey was always kind of in the shadow of his brother, and he was very good at what he did. I felt that for me kind of growing up, even in high school, we always had a kid on the team or uh, in the league that was better. Uh, growing up in Southern California, there's tons of great other golfers or other great golfers. I get to college, and um, you know, even as I become like the captain of the team, Michael Kim comes along and just kicks the dog snot out of me, <laughs> uh, becomes player of the year. Even when we have, I'm a first-team All-American, and the kid on the, my own team is just crushing me week in and week out. Um, and then finally, I feel like I have this like chance to be my own. And like, I go out and I, I took advantage of it. And plus I really like Mark Wahlberg and he seems like he doesn't have a lot of hair on his arms, which I appreciate as someone who's going to play me well, in my he's, biopic. He's, and he's really jacked. Like I think I am. Yeah. Well, you got a Peloton. So now you're into <laughs> I do it. have a Peloton. You got, you got the Peloton. You're trying, to get, you're trying to get, you're trying to get, yeah, that by the way, you just have to lift the Peloton to, to sure. get jacked. Oh, yeah. Just after you get it's done with the ride, just lift yeah. the whole thing yeah. for a while. Uh, so this is a, this is recency bias. I thought you, that's a great answer. Thank I you. I thought you did a great job. I thought Thank it was you. a great explanation. It makes sense. Hopefully that we're getting to a point where there's no body you're in the shadows of anymore. Yeah. You're your own person, man. I'm me now. Getting close to 30, PGA Tour winner, married, great dog. <laughs> great dog. Great personality. Got jokes for days. Thanks, man. I'm only in the shadow of your voice now. So <laughs> I feel like one, this though. is just lately with everything going on. You and I are both like this. There's a lot of stupidity out there from people that are either not taking this thing seriously or that are just ignoring everything. I feel like more than I have in a long time, like Jim in the office, I'm just staring directly into this. space annoyed as hell shrugging like, like just are you kidding me all the time like the world currently not the world a small portion of the world that is making us all roll our eyes is the michael scott okay and i am jim just going are you kidding me i can't believe that's what you've decided i love this answer. You, any picture of a park and there's 
2,000 people out there, you're like, guys, I ride by a group of young adults. They're all walking directly side by side. That's not social distancing. I'm rolling my eyes at that. People get kind of close. I got to tell them to, you know, hey, man. Well, it's like it's like you feel like, or, or we, I guess, feel like when you see these videos that we are crazy, even though we know we're not crazy. Like, everyone around us is making us feel crazy. It's literally like the episode of, of The Office where Jim and uh, Dwight are putting together a party, birthday party, and Dwight spends 45 minutes making the <laughs> sign to put on the on the door, yeah. and and Jim is making fun of Dwight in this, thinking, Dwight, you're an idiot. And he says, he says, you've been spending all that time to make this sign? And he goes, yeah, well, people need to know what time the party's at. And Jim goes, hey, everybody, party's at 5 o'clock. And then they all go, yeah, we saw the sign. And he's like, what? You know, like, that's what it feels like. It just feels like we can't, like, like I'm going crazy watching other people be crazy. Like, my, this is not a joke. My knuckles right now are cracking from washing my damn hands so much. <laughs> my wife has olive oil next to our sink now for our hands. I'm trying, listen, I'm not perfect, but I'm at least trying to take this thing seriously you're because doing it's great. serious. Hey, you're doing it's great. It's very, very serious. And you see all the other stuff and you're like, you're not, helping man <laughs> yeah like what you're doing is hurting the people yeah, that are trying help. so that's what i feel like great question from tyler clerkin clerkin you're supposed yeah. to say it fast you told me that well i know but that one i could mm. get all right and you you can you can kind of enunciate the k clerkin listen i've made bogeys too man what are the three essential items you have to pack when you travel thought this was a great question what are the both three of us travel a decent amount essentials what are the three things you have to have with you when you pack and obviously we're not going to go with toothbrush and yeah yeah i mean things I, like that i probably need my golf clubs well that doesn't count either. okay we well I, I need a computer or ipad or something to for the flight and for and for the pod nice um so i can't use the golf clubs but the podcast is now essential yeah it's way, it's way more essential than okay. your main job sure yeah all right <laughs> um i also need headphones to listen to music podcasts oh, Sa- sound, are you sound canceling on the flights oh yeah yeah you need that yeah what are, are you a uh i probably know the answer to this but how are you on flights? I'm fine. Do you? I don't sleep great on flights. Do you flights. talk to people? Oh, oh, absolutely not. I, I've been social distancing from people on planes <laughs> since, you know, the year 2000. Way before 2020. <laughs> yeah. Now, you sit down, headphones already on. Will you make eye contact or anything? I try to absolutely keep my head down. Window aisle? Uh, I prefer window. Although I've I'm moved, becoming a little more of an aisle guy. I've moved to aisle lately. I used to think, so I don't, I don't, uh, if I fit, sit window... No one will ever have to like step over me or do anything like that. But now, um, if I need to use the restroom, the I'm worst. with everybody else where I don't want to step over you because you're in your space, man. Like you've right. done your thing. So then I'm stuck. <laughs> the, the worst thing in the world is when you have to use the restroom on a flight and you're a window and the person's sleeping. Yeah, I can't. I can't. And get you just over feel it. like a complete. I've jerk. woken up to a guy like full straddle eye contact climbing over me. And I'm like, dude, just wake me just up. Just push next me time. on the arm. Please, good Lord. It's just, I mean, anyway, so. What's so your essential? Three essentials. I, this I is only a, gave two. I don't even know my third. It's a super old person thing. I got one of those like roller balls, you know, when you roll your back out. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the ones that flatten uh-huh. and travel with? I got Huge. one as a, as a holiday gift. Unbelievable. I mean, I, tra- I take it everywhere I go. I'll take it on the one day trip. This like the, a how old are you? Oh, I'm a I have I'm, a I'm roll out roller, ball. I'm, <laughs> old I'm, years old. I roll out in my hotel room old. <laughs> That's where I'm at. It's, it's like, my favorite thing to travel it's, with. It is old. my favorite thing to travel with. I I will proudly pop that thing out. You know, I'll leave it right in the middle of my hotel room. Like my muscles are gonna get my muscles are gonna feel good all the time. 
Uh, you, uh, I, I take my Kindle everywhere I go. Yeah. I, I read Even better to on the, the road. Deserted island. And the deserted island. A lot, a lot of people on Twitter chirping about battery power. I mean, this is a, this is hypothetical. You know, I mean, come on, guys. Oh, I got the freaking, uh, the I, I said the Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter was the longest, and I was wrong, which I, I, I appreciated being chirped. I need to learn. It's my favorite stuff. Yeah. The fifth one's the longest by 100 pages. What about when you dunked on the guy that was trying to come after you out of nowhere? Yeah, that guy was mean. Shroom. That guy was mean. That was also part of why I'm quitting Twitter. I'm, I'm not going to quit Twitter, but I'm definitely distancing myself. Yeah, I think it's like, important. It's like going to be away. like social distancing for your uh, Twitter. It'll be like a six-hour cap. That's a good idea. We go should take six day. hours and get away yeah, from I'm, it. It is not a great place to go that right That guy now. was mean. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, random. So yeah. Also, Lacey made a great point. He said I was making tour minimum money <laughs> buddy i know what tour minimum money it's eighteen thousand dollars a year i'm making more than 18 grand so you better get your facts straight i lived there before <laughs> yeah. i know what it is exactly i know what those direct deposits are <laughs> exactly. when that world's happening um, um so yeah so i've got kindle rollerball and then uh you, you, this is another nerdy thing i take my jump rope everywhere i go <laughs> I love that's having my a, jump rope on the Of course, road. that's why you have calves like uh, a boxer. Okay, hotel gyms are the most depressing places when you travel by far. They're gross. Every hotel gym is, think about it. You're sitting listening to this wherever you are. You're at the gym. Well, you're not at the gym. You're outside running. You're in your home, basically, are the two places you are right yeah. now, I guess. So out on a walk. I'm on my Peloton. You're on your Peloton. <laughs> When you think about the last hotel gym you went to, yeah, just think about the layout. Nasty. 75 treadmills and stationary <laughs> yeah. bikes, nobody on them. There are four weights. Two of them don't match. <laughs> they're, it's dirty. It's, they're horrible. No matter how nice the hotel is, so, almost every um, hotel gym is terrible. Rope. Jump rope you take at least gives you some alternative to just running on a treadmill that probably isn't like good for your knees. I like it. Love, and love it's a good lightweight, jump rope. easy to carry around. Uh, you got a question. Yeah, uh, from... Okay, I'm going to do this whole thing, all right? From Dan, at Dan27324324267. <clears throat> nice name. Why do tour players ask for an <laughs> official for every ruling, oh, even the most question. simple ones? Do they really not know the rules? No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You give this guy the perfect yes. name read, and now you're reading this with attitude? Yeah, hell yeah, I am. I agree with, what is his name? You agree? I agree with him. Okay, so... Let me dunk on both you guys. Uh, we're not shown on TV every waking second. You're watching a lot of people when they're getting a ruling for a reason because they're no, in the I last disagree. group and they're scared to lose Have money. you called a ruling for Carpath ever? No. Come on. Never once? Maybe if uh, the only time I would do it, and here and here's where I'll explain, is if it's, if it's indecisive where it closer is. If you're on the middle of the cart path, you have to pick the nearest spot, all right? At times, if you go on to the right side of the cart path, that's in a bad spot. If you go on the left side, it's just in the rough. Maybe it's even better than just in the rough. So you don't want to look like a cheater. So you need somebody's opinion to come over and say, hey, or they just measure with string. Hey, this is this is actually where closer is. Or maybe it is okay for you to go in the better spot. There's also times when the hardest one is the freaking uh, grandstand. When you have to take a drop from the grandstand, I will never remember how many club lengths it takes <laughs> to get away from it. I can never remember if you drop in the second one or if you, you don't drop in the second one. I'm pretty sure the grandstand is drop in the second one. Then there's a TIO. So if something's in your way, you get a drop. Then do you know if you just drop in the in the first one or do you drop in the second one? So it's very it's a lot more complicated. But the real point about this is I do a lot of drops on my own. A lot. I hit, I've Give hit me a percentage. I want to hear I want a percentage of you. Do you say half? 
Would you say 50-50? Well 50? over half. You'd say si- at least 75% of the what time. What do you think tour averages calling in an official? 75%. 75% no official? Yes. Think about how many times you hit the ball in the water and just drop. Are we just going to discount that as a drop? As a penalty drop? Right. As, I mean, as a rules thing? You're, I, mean, I, feel I, like, I feel like this question is framed in, in a way to like... Incriminate, incriminate it, golf inc- pros, and 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 it's it's based off of a narrative that they're trying to push that we don't know the rules that we because I I'm not saying you don't know the rules I feel like you guys know the rules a lot better than people think you know the rules I definitely think there's some people out there that don't know a single rule and they've just kind of had coaches all their lives tell them I'm sure you probably know people in your head right now that see I, that. I really don't you That's don't my point you feel I, like everybody the people, knows them pretty well the, the toughest part about all of this is like I said I'm going to use the cart path. Uh, as an example, again, if my ball is in the middle of the cart path and I don't know what's closer or or on all these situations, it's the nearest point. There is always a better option. Like there's always one where you would rather it be nearer to there. Or you would rather that be the nearest. Point, right. OK, so everyone knows that I can be watching you from 40 yards away and know that that is probably better because you're not behind the tree. So now if you just drop it behind that without consulting anybody, it looks shady, whether it is or not. It looks shady. Do you want to look shady? No, you don't. So you're going to call the rules official in. I would say that most of the, a lot of drops don't have that problem. I, I would say that a ton of drops just aren't shown on TV. When I hit it in a sprinkler head, I just drop it where I think it is. I yell over to the guys, hey, I'm on a sprinkler head. They say, okay, cool. And I drop. Okay. It happens a lot more. It's just not going to be on TV because it happens so fast. And that, that, that a lot of the instances that you can remember on TV aren't a, as simple. It, it, at, on occasion, I bet you it probably is if it's back nine for a bazillion dollars because we're scared of freaking somebody. But on Thursday, we're out. not showing a guy dropping from a sprinkler head. I don't think so. I also just think that a lot of these, a, a lot of these drops aren't. You just don't even hear about. Okay. I, you know what? You're. I. I. I I'm moving towards kind of your point now. That's fair. I think that's very fair. I think that there seems to be times as a golf viewer and consumer sure where you're at times rolling your eyes because it's a simple ruling that almost everybody watching feels like they know that being said i understand that you know i feel like i hit you ever hit a wrong ball in a tournament uh not since i was very young yeah so i did it when i was a kid i did it in a i remember i did it i was i used to mark my golf ball with just two blue dots and i hit a ball same it was a titleist with two black dots and I hit it, and I got up in the green. I realized it wasn't my ball, and I had to go back. And it's one of those moments where you never do it again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> once you do it once, you'll never do it again. Never again. And I feel like the same thing with this. Once you you have a bad drop or you do something wrong, and it might oh, cost yeah, you it money. Oh, yeah, it scars you. Yeah, yeah. It costs sure. you Aon Risk Reward Challenge points. For sure. When that happens, you'll never – you probably ne- you probably are scared to just do the stuff yourself for a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely and, – and then you hear about the stories of people on – on uh tv getting called out i know they can't do that anymore but that that was that's a big thing but yeah in general if you're coming down the stretch in the hunt and you have the most simple ruling i bet you for the most part there's going to be some i'm still going to do but you probably ask but i would say that it uh, on thursday through saturday they're showing i mean shoot thursday through sunday they're showing uh three percent of the field five percent of the field on tv you're not seeing when i'm in the middle of the fairway oh hey guys i'm on a sprinkler head okay goes okay, back kind of goes back to your Pros don't hit bad golf shots take where it's their bad golf shots hit all the time. It's just we're showing sure. the guys that are grooved that week sure. for the most part. And sure. that's who you're watching. Sure. I got a great question from one of my favorite uh, Twitter follows and followers car for the course. Max, if the Dodgers were a golfer, what would the their game be like? And then he asked me the same question for Arizona basketball. 
If you want me to go first, I will, or if you're ready, I, you I can got go. It. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it, it's somebody like Ricky uh, Fowler, who is obviously unbelievable, one of the best golfers in the world, but hasn't won a big, big championship yet. Um, he's done everything else, but uh, if he wins one major or if the Dodgers win one championship, this whole Changes thing everything. goes away. So uh, I'm sure he knows that. Uh, he also knows that he doesn't need to um, do that to make himself feel more validated, I guess. He, 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 I mean, I'm sure he wants to, but he knows how good he is. We know how good the Dodgers are. Not winning it, it just gives people stupid, like, you know, comments that they can say. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't take away from the actual skill level of that of that team or person. Yeah. I feel like mine, I was leaning towards like a Lee Westwood, you know, okay. a really, really good player. I think Arizona basketball over the last 25, 30 years would be considered one of the better programs. It's not Duke. It's not North Carolina. It's not Kentucky or Kansas. You know, those programs, Nova, obviously kind of eking into that over the last five years, but Lee Westwood has been a hell of a player and he's won a whole bunch and he's been great. Arizona has been a hell of a program long for a long time for a so, while, yeah. but when it's the NCAA tournament and it's a big moment, a lead eight game, get into the final four with a great chance to do it. Can't quite get over that hump. So I feel like you and I are almost on the same page. Yeah, it's with the these. only thing you can say about the two pro or, you know, teams or two people. It's, there's not a whole lot else. If you are, you, how good do you think Ricky is? Well, I think he's really good. Well, then why? Has, and then it's like, okay, well, this is a dumb argument. I can't well, you know, my, disprove the this argument. major thing. I always, I, I always <laughs> get so frustrated with because my, what I say is, you're not a major winner until you are. Yeah. And we once have you are, plenty. then it just goes away. Yeah. And then, and then the, I mean, Sergio, people don't talk about Sergio <laughs> being just a one-time major winner. By the way, I had a few people say, yeah, we didn't I mention, that was the biggest we didn't mention of mine. I Sergio's totally name one time on the that. one major That was, list. Hey, hand up. That was a terrible miss. Cause he might be my number one after all that. Like, wow. I mean, think about, hey, he, we were just looking up. He's made 70 ish million dollars. No, $55 million on tour. So he's he's way way up there. So that was that was a bad one. I've got a great question from uh, Jeremy Hartle. If you go seventy four seventy three and miss a cut, what's your mentality? Are you a hey? It was a bad week. Let's keep it moving. Are you grinding that night? There's many factors, but if it was just an all around, every facet of the game was off. What's your next step? I try, especially coming down the back nine on Friday. If I know I'm going to miss, uh, if we're talking about one where I missed by quite a bit, I'm trying to find something good like that. I that I can kind of hone in on for the practice for Saturday, Sunday through, you know, through to Thursday for the next week. Uh, you try to find something. Uh, you also try to like take a deep breath and stop completely grinding. Um, not saying that you're not going to try, but you're going to, like I said, you're, you're not going to beat yourself up anymore. Um, but yeah, you try to find little things. And he, he, he mentioned, you know, do you change it if it was missed by cut, missed cut by 10 or, you know, missed on the, you know, by one or something. And yeah, you do. Cause I think there's a lot of cuts that you miss by one where you're like, man, I'm playing just as good as pretty much everyone here. Ball's just not going in. Little things are going wrong. When you miss by a lot, you have to kind of reassess and maybe, like I said, maybe find something a little bit. So it, it is a, a week to week um, change, but I mean, listen, I missed a cut in 2020. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> Truman. Uh, Fleener asked me, he was oh, watching boy. a replay of the 2018 us open and said, how sweaty does it get inside? Oh, of great suits? question. Not sweaty at all. We really? Have these, we have these oh, huge vents that pump in AC. <laughs> Must be nice. They blast them directly. The players are just sweating, falling over the Directly fans at us. Are just passing oh, out. commercial break. We're eating lobster. You're in a three-piece suit with your uh, lobster I don't even take the in one hand sometimes. and a steak in the other. Beautifully. Just, just a perfect tip. It's like 68 degrees. Are there like uh, masseuses under the table, like massaging your feet? <laughs> 
<laughs> no. We can't see them. Oh, no. Oh, wow. So they're really no, not treating we, you that cause, well. No, because we, we've got to be, you know, you've got to be 100% when we're on camera and when we're broadcasting, you've got to be locked in. But during commercial breaks, all sorts of snacks. We have a, we have a vegetable tray. A vegetable tray? Oh, yeah. Carrots, celery, a couple of dips. Whoa. Yeah. And this is must yeah, you be could, you could, nice. Yeah. I mean, don't double dip. There's a few people in there. But that tray's ours. Man. Smoothie, if you want one. Nice coffee they'll make us. A nice coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's wow. it's 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 pretty nice oh, in, this the, sounds in the booth. It's great. Yeah. You want lovely. sushi? You know, you might find it somewhere. <laughs> you might. <laughs> I mean, that was that's how that works. But <laughs> you never know. Uh, you know, if you ever see us in polos and not suits, that's because it's about 150 degrees out. <laughs> it's actually one of the reasons. And and we had that last year. The the women's AM was in Mississippi. Yeah. In August. No fun. No polos. I have a really quick question from Jolie Gouillette at Gouillette. Um, are caddies mandatory? <laughs> Could a player carry their own clubs? Uh, they are mandatory. No, you cannot carry your own clubs. You carry it uh, on your own in a practice round, you get fined. Okay. Next question. Wait, wait. If you, what if you just pick it up and carry it 50 yards? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have, but you can't like play nine holes. What if, what if, what if Joe got hurt? What if Joe got bit by a rattlesnake on the ninth hole of a practice round? You had to carry your bag nine holes. No. Yeah. Can't do it. No. What would, what would happen? I would grab somebody to do nine or, it, or would, I would, it would be to, 10 cop. You'd, or I'd have to, bail. you David Sims it. Yeah. Or I'd have to, or if this is a, this is a real round. Yeah. Let's say it's a oh, real yeah, round. Then I, I would just have to grab somebody from the crowd or I could try to grab somebody that works for the tour. I've done that before. I had a caddy show up late. Shout out Colton. You know who you are. <laughs> and uh, I had to have uh, one of the media guys carry my bag for the first hole. I was so but mad. you can switch in caddies. Yes. Okay. That you can do. Interesting. Yeah, these are things I never knew. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, we're gonna we're, let's, let's. But you can't you can't play a practice round without a caddy. Okay. Yeah. So that that's where it, you know. You so s- when you like, you would think you could. If you went out on a major, let's say you're at Wingfoot and you're getting ready for the U.S. Open and you want to just go hit pitch shots and pots, I can do could that. You carry three yeah. clubs. I can bring clubs. You cannot have full shots. Okay. You can just hit chip around the green. That we do that seems, a lot. Seems kind of a gray. Seems kind of gray area. It is a gray area. Uh, we because we were joking about that Xander and I last year because somebody one of the, we were not supposed to hit multiple shots into the greens, um, and I was hitting a twenty yard pitch and I did it a lot. And one of the rules officials who I don't particularly uh, see eye to eye with, uh, you know, basically made a comment of, "Is this a driving range to me?" And, and wow. then, and then I, and I was kind of like confused. I honestly didn't get it. Cause it was just a pitch. I mean, it was a longer pitch, but it's 20 some yards. And Xander, who's the best, like kind of gets my back and he goes, well, what he like, didn't get it either. We, I thought we thought he was joking. He goes, what? And he goes, well, you're hitting, you know, you're not allowed to hit, uh, you're only allowed to hit chip shots. You're not allowed to hit like pitch shots. He goes, well, Cameron champs pitch shot starts at like 140 right. yards. Right, right, right. He's <laughs> compared he's to half swinging from 135. Yeah. So it is to, to that point. It's just a gray area. It's more, it's more a joke. Everybody obviously. We don't even know. We don't know like to a T that rule. But I know that if if I grab a wedge and I throw a ball at eighty yards and hit it around without you know a caddy without a bag, that's a big no no. So, but we do that a lot on uh, Wednesday afternoons or Tuesday afternoons. We'll just go walk nine holes with uh, you know three wedges and a putter. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, 
even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> So you mentioned in the last episode that one of your hidden talents, one of your best skills outside of golf was spelling. I can spell oboe now. <laughs> I totally It was fifth grade all over again, man. I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't so, live up to the hype. <laughs> my own my own self. I, I, I said I was going to get into a spelling be five words. I have no bet or anything. Yeah, no bet. Just do it. Hey, you know pride, what? You know what? Let's do. We'll do this. We'll do. You get all five. I will. I mean, I kind of know. If I the get words. all five, can you get? Can you got to bring me some to the golf tomorrow? How about I do like two hundred dollar donation to a food bank? Yeah, sure. And if you don't get all five, you do two hundred dollar donation to a food bank. Sure. Keep it. Keep that going. Does that sure. work? Yeah. Now I know. Do I the have words. any chance at these five? Okay. So I, no. <laughs> no. I. I think you have. I think you have a a really good chance at four. Oh, and the no. fifth, I think you'll get it. It's going to take you a couple of minutes. <laughs> this is called setting yourself for fa- up for failure, guys. Just This is a classic case. I did it last week, and now I'm just setting myself up to crash and burn. All right, so here we go. First ever get a grip spelling. Spelling the first word is, in fact, oboe. Let's O-B-O-E, go. O-B-O-E, oboe. Okay. That was a layup. Huge, thank you. No problem. I wanted to give you oboe thank you to so start. Much. I feel very validated. And, and so oh, I, need to, I need to give a shout-out. Josh... Bolt 
sent me a note on Twitter and said, I'd love to help out. He sent in a couple of these words. A couple of them are golf specific. I thought it was a good call. So thank you, Josh, Tell me for the, the help. caddy because I don't think there's a right way to spell it. <laughs> That's a great point. I, I think it's I've I, looked it up. It's both. I think you go IE. It's yeah, like they gray. Like, they you can spell both. gray with an A or an E. You know? I spell it like uh, with like A-D-D-Y. You know, what, you know what's really thrown me off? So my, my boss, Mark Loomis, corrects me on this all the time. You know how you say Max and I or Shane yeah, and sure. I? It's me a lot of the time. Well, yeah. So all you, you have to do is take Max out, and. yeah, and put in me. All right. So uh, we're, we're done for the day. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. No, 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 no. We'll uh, keep going. So that's first one, Oboe, one for one. Can we get a ding? Do you think Tim could throw in a ding? Ding. No, no, no. He'll do it. Oh, Tim, do it. Thanks, Tim. Uh, second word, etiquette. E-T-I-Q-U-E-T-T-E. Etiquette. Nice. Nailed it. Do you need a pen to write them down, or are you good? I mean, like, does that help you or not? Probably, but I'll wing Lacey, it. Lacey, can you grab a pen? I'll wing it. If you have one? I'm really worried about his, his he's getting nervous over it. I can see him sweating. My hands are sweating. Okay. You're two for two. We hopefully got another ding there. Ding. Third word. Take you back to I don't earlier like this year. Smile. Kakuya. Oh, I have no chance. Um, starts with a K. We're, here we go. We got a All pin. Right. We got a pin coming. I, in. Thank I you very much. It. Hold on. K I K U Y U. Nice. Yeah. The pin helped. Thanks, Lace. Lacey. Lacey. Look at that. Caddying. I forgot. It's Kuyu. Spelling caddying. I'm impressed. Spelling caddying. Three for three. Fourth word you're going to get, I think. I don't like when you do this, man. Another golf term. Okay. Stymied. Stymied. Ooh. Got the pin right there. This is tough. You know what? I, I hope know Tim pumps in a little music as well. Stymied. S-T-Y-M-I-E-D. Stymied. Stymied. Four for four is max. Going oh, in. Let's go. Two. So this is the one fifth. that you, this is the hard one. Now, when I was in fifth grade, we had a great, great English teacher. Name? In fifth grade was Miss Moon. Miss Moon. Oh, yeah. We shouted her out. Last yeah, yeah. Well, Miss Rustin nice. Haven was, I think we shouted out. Miss Moon, fifth grade. So. Oh, Miss Moon. The, at this time, there were two of the longest words in the English language. Or SAR spelling. We had a supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No, it was a real word. It was a no. It was a okay. it was a it was a short week. I think it was like Thanksgiving week, and we were only there for two or three days. So our spelling test was to do the two words. Oh, no. One of them was flockanaki hillipilification. I'm not going to make that. <laughs> we don't have enough time. No. I looked up online. There now are three words, two words ahead of flockanaki hillipilification. <laughs> you can't even say it. Yeah, I got. It. I nailed it. And this word now, so your nervous. final word is the fourth longest word in the English language. Sweet Lord. Get your pen ready. All right. I Do think I have you enough can, ink? I think you can get this right. For $200 to a food bank of your choice, four for four, Max is spelling, last word, anti-disestablishmentarianism. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Would you like it again? Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Okay. He is going. Are you done? Are you confident? Are you, are you ready? That was quick. You want a minute or not? I'm, I told you I'm pretty good at this. I All know right, you I'm are. I'm ready. Okay. 
The, the Are you final keeping track? It's going to be hard to keep track. If I, got I go right really here. fast, I feel like I could just win. because I got it here. No red squiggle under it. All right. Let's go. And I think I have a better chance spelling it than saying it. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. A-N-T-I-D-I-S-E-S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H-E-N-T-A-R-I-A. Hold on. I think you might have missed one. You're going too fast. Okay. Let's try it again. Let's go a little slower. Oh, I did miss one. I went too fast. A-N-T-I-D-I-S-E. S-T-A-B-L-I-S-H-M-E-N-T-A-R-I-A-N-I-S-M. Nice! <laughs> Max over the winner! That's five actually probably five. the easiest long word to spell. That's, That's why you said why it. I went with it. Because you can sound, there's no tricks. Stymied is way scarier because I don't know if it's an I or Y. <laughs> Flockinock Hill pillification would come can up you and get you. Can you spell that one? <laughs> no, no. I, I what does it mean? What is it, it means nothing. It means nothing. It's just a word to be long. Right. It, the, 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 the essence of the, of the definition That's was like the nothing. back tease at Aaron Hills at being 8,600 just to be 8,600. $200 of food. I'll let you send me the link I'll wherever we link. want. Way to go. God, very impressed. Really thank you. Couple of tricky ones. Josh, shout out. Thank you very much. Yeah, I thought you did you. a good job of throwing in. And you, and you were very nervous about Kakuya. Uh, I, because it's like, that I would know. be like saying it like a Lakers stat wrong. Like it's in my backyard, man. Like I know Kakuya. Uh, a bonus here. A bonus one that doesn't count. Spell Ricky Fowler as in Ricky Fowler and spell Ricky as in Ricky Barnes. Do you know the difference? Yeah. Ricky Fowler is R-I-C-K-I-E. Nice. F-O-W-L-E-R. Um, Ricky Barnes is R-I-C-K-Y. Nice. There you go. You did good. That was a writing thing you had to kind of know. You always had to spell it correctly. And all yeah. That stuff. Uh, we're running a little long. Obviously, we always are. Uh, we have good idea, bad idea. I would. I don't have them. I want you to yeah, go. Hey, okay, by the so, way, before this goes, I think we found our skills. Yours is limericks and haikus and mine is just spelling. <laughs> We quit Yours and start a website cooler. where we just we write really lengthy. You you get a lot more words. dates with your skill than I do. <laughs> so uh, I this is something I did this week. This is my I'm gonna this is a new segment that goes along with good idea, bad idea. This is called old guy yelling from his lawn. I love that. Okay, and this is you can you can do this as well. You're not as old as I am. This is all clearly. New, this is a new <laughs> new thing. Old guy yelling from his lawn. You ready for it? <laughs> yeah. So I have noticed through quarantine that people there's a lot to focus on but i've noticed that there are stuff people aren't doing as well one of the things i've noticed and i noticed it across the street from your house people are just lacy left (laughs) there's just trash and recycling's gone out the window yeah it's like that doesn't matter anymore you know you're not using refillable cups if you go anywhere they're giving you a new cup yeah it's just trash and recycling are on the back burner of people's minds. For sure. I'm a big recycle guy. I've been for a long time. I used to have recycling when I was in my early 20s, and I would have to drive it from my apartment to a recycling center. And, and you're was, a big recycler. Like, you're good at it. Like, I like you, it. You're Clean dedicated. them out. I have the rules. Yeah. And we live in an area right down the streets, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Their big push this year during that week was simplifying the wording to make recycling easier for people. There's three steps. So I go out to throw some recycling in on Tuesday. Monday, they pick up our trash and recycling. We have those communal big bins where probably six homes use the same ones. It is already filled to the top. This is the day after they came and <laughs> picked it up. Filled to the top. There are like rate, like kids, like remote control cars in it. <laughs> there was a coat. There was a lawn chair. I am furious. Furious. None of this stuff's recyclable, right? right? It's just trash. It's, and, it's, and now our bin's full for the week. And we're all at home. Everybody's home. We've got more trash and more recycling than we've ever had. And somebody has now used my recycle bin 
for their BS trash that they're getting rid of because they're cleaning their house. <laughs> Sorry, you're a hoarder. Don't take my recycle bin. <laughs> so what do I do? Old guy What'd on you the do, line. Shane? I printed out oh, here the we go. three landscape. I even printed it out wrong one time and had to flip it to landscape. The waste management, three steps to recycling. <laughs> I wrote with a Sharpie on top. This is not a trash can. Underline trash, exclamation mark. We can, under it, we can do better. Oh, good God. And I taped it to our recycle bin. You are officially no, a let dad. Me, hold on. <laughs> let me finish this. This ends with a good, good, this ends positively. Next day, somebody went in and took all that out of the recycling bin. No way. It was Look about half full of actual recycling, and I noticed a lot of the stuff had been put in the trash can. Look at you. You know what? Yes, I did not. Lacey said, "Spoiler alert! It was Shane." Yeah, I, did, I tr <laughs> trust me. I did not go into this, especially this time. This is not the time to go in and dig through somebody's trash. So, if somebody did that, and one hey, of my I'm neighbors, proud of you, man. Thank you. Thank you. It was a big moment. Quarantine in my day. day seventeen. It was, Shane I'm going to say that this. There's a long list of things my wife has been embarrassed about <laughs> being associated with me for a number of years. This is up there. Hey, very high. I just realized this. That was the most Canadian thing you've ever done. I'm so proud of myself. Ta tape. It actually, in the wind, blew the tape off midday. I went and retaped it down. Uh, it's still on the recycling bin as of Sunday. Question: Would you be cool with it if somebody removed it preemptively, but removed it, but then recycled it? Yeah, you'd have to take the tape off. See? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Let, the tape goes in the trash. Let's say they, they follow uh, the code. Uh, my other, I, this is actually a good idea. The, hey, the last one was a good idea. The, ta the tape you and the thing? You two good ideas. Yeah. So, well, up for debate. We haven't heard the same. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You always hate all my ideas. <laughs> I think we need to put a quota on saying good shot for a round of golf. <laughs> Jeez, this is the least Canadian thing you've ever done. Here's my point. Back to back. So when you play golf with pros, you're better because you're nicer than most people. When you play in a round with pros playing their ball and they're actually caring, they rarely say good shot. And it's not because they're being rude. It's just that the quality, it's the, a valuable yeah. comment. Yeah. They feel, I feel like professional golfers. It means something. If I say good shot and it, it wasn't, mean you're going to think I'm being a jerk. I feel like good shot is now thrown around all the time. Yeah. I will say that like when we played with Ashton's father-in-law the other day, I felt like, and this is, this is not just him. It's just with people who are not plus handicapped golfers who end up being your partner. Like I've been doing it the last couple of times I played uh, with some buddies up at Wisprock. If they're my partner, I'm, if that ball is remotely good, I'm ultra positive. Good shot. That's fine. That, that, that's I, fair. So I do feel like to your point, I will say it more in a regular day of golf. But if I'm on tour, it, it happens. If I, if you say it, it's good. It's, it is good because you don't want to sound condescending. You don't want to say good drive. And it's like in the left rough. It's like, well, what do you say? That's would good you, for me. What would you say constitutes a good shot comment to a fellow pro on tour in a tournament round? I, I generally think, uh, I think we talked about this. I generally think that if it's, if I think that's what I you would said. have liked it, I'll say good shot. Right. So like, like I said, there's times where I'll have a very straightforward bunker shot and I'll hit it to eight feet, which will look pretty good from all accounts. I would rather people not, I wouldn't say good shot to that, but there's times where I'll be in the terrible spot in the bunker and hit it to 20 feet. And I'll say good shot because I know that like, if I was there, like that was good. Like we all, and I want people to know that like, I get that that was hard. Like if it's a plug lie middle of the bunker and you chop it out to 25 feet, Hey, good shot. Like kept on the green like that. Gotcha. We, we know. But if, yeah, like I said, if it's a pretty, if it's like an, if it's a wedge from the middle of the fairway and you hear all these claps going on, but it's 15 feet, I'm not going to. Does that throw you off when the fans cheer or don't cheer? Does that, when you can't really see where yeah, you're going? Yeah. I mean, there's been time, like 
there's been times it happens both ways. You can't trust I'll the crowd. Bit, kind yeah, of thing. never. I mean, I hit it to a foot uh, somewhere with the players, and we got a smatter of applause. The first time I've been kind of not super nice to the crowd. Joe was actually behind me doing the same thing on 14 at Pebble this year. It's so hard. It's so firm. hardest screen ever. It's and it's the dumbest screen ever, and it's just the hardest day ever. And I hit a wedge, and that that shot you you don't know if you're close if you're over the green if you're over the green it's double you know right. all these things so it's a very nervy shot I hit it what i thought was a really good wedge came off like how i how i wanted to hit it not like maybe not a clap i saw one person like move their hands so you couldn't hear noise <laughs> so at least i probably knew it was on the green i'm walking up anxious you know i'm walking up kind of faster faster get up there my pitch wait mark, you walked fast i, sounds, I walked even faster doesn't sound like you <laughs> that's my skill um my pitch mark is within an inch and a half of the hole and my ball is 12 feet and i looked i looked at them and I, and I said, not a, not a single clap, huh? And then Joe wow. comes up to me and goes, nobody wanted to clap? Like, not as mean as I just said it, but basically, like, nobody wanted to clap and everyone laughs. And he's like, you're allowed to, like, it would have been nice to clap. I'm 12 feet away. Like, right. There's not, I'm not, it's I'm like not, an unbelievable shot I don't think anybody's seen a lot of shots, like, to two <laughs> feet. So that that's where it throws you out. But you also get a collapse, like, when it's 30 feet. But I, I don't care. It's just, you do... It's nice when you get like the oh, and then like it dies down because you rely on them. You can't up, see it. It's going to be close. Not that it changes for the balls. I get it, but uh, throughout the course of a week, it does lower your stress level when you know, like, hey, I hit it really, really close. Yeah, I, I you hit one on when I was following you a waste manager. You hit one on fourteen, and I was down yeah. by the fairway, and I heard no clap. Yeah. And so I'm walking up thinking you missed the green, and that was when you made that birdie yeah. on Friday when you kind of birdied yeah. 14, 15, 17, it, and eighteen. Yeah, it's all. It also depends the crowd. If it's a crowd of like your family and friends like my mom has it like down if she's she'll she's a uh for like a uh someone who walks in front like as far up so she can see the ball land and she knows like she knows if i want it to be clapped so if i hear her clap i'm like i'm i'm good <laughs> uh, lacy how good of a shot has to be the max hits for you to clap inside five feet wow. yeah well listen hey we got any high, club? high standards in the Okay. Second like with shot. any club, in second the green. we got high standards. In you the got a twelve household. footer. You hit it inside five feet. She's yeah. going nuts. Everybody's going like, what's nuts. wrong with this girl? <laughs> hey, that's fair. Um, awesome. Well, uh, that was my. So, what do you think? A quote on a good shot. Bad idea. Uh, I, I like it. I, I don't. But how would you? How would you value the? How do you set the numbers? I like think a we, handicap base. Yeah, I think we chart it out. I think if you're, a, I'm starting to like it. Yeah, I think what we do is we need to come up with a. This specific, is a dumb idea, but it is a. It's a bad good idea. idea. It's a bad idea that's that could creep in a good idea territory. I, I like it. If you're a, you know what else on the what would you like me to clap for? You know or what? You're for. good at it. You're already good Just at this. This is more lot. for the, this is more for people that I feel like say good shot on every shot. Fair. On the other side of it, since we're talking about something that I feel like might be considered a little negative, I want to say. Stop being frustrated when you're a 12 handicap and you hit a wedge to 25 feet. Yeah, that's great. That's a really good shot. That's great. You hit a great shot. Yeah. I play with a lot of guys that get frustrated when they hit the green in regulation. I mean, a two-putt is good. Two-putt, great. Like, in general. Yeah, you hit a bunker shot out of the bunker and it's on the green. Don't yeah. be frustrated. That's yeah, a good clap shot. for yourself. Yeah. I, got a, I talked about my buddy Mark Freed earlier. Yeah. He asked the question about what our favorite snack was. He's the king of this. Gets frustrated. Hits the green regulation. Hey, Mark. You, you did well. That was awesome. I'm <laughs> yeah, proud of you. You did better than expected. Yeah, I'm that that to me is a double good shot. Yeah, you get it after you hit it, and when we get to the green. Yeah, I'm going to say it to you twice. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you, you guys enjoyed it. Uh, any parting words? 
for uh, no i i'm i feel like everyone's starting to get in the groove of this self-quarantine stuff it's starting to become a little more normal Lacey pointed out the first week went slow this week seems to be going faster so i hope everyone feels that way what are you doing better. in terms of keeping the golf game sharp uh you i have balls? been practicing yeah okay. no one is at tvc i played wisp rock we again it's it, we have the pvc pipe in the hole so you don't actually have to touch the cup you don't have to touch the pin um take our own cart uh no caddies now okay um start a caddy fun fortunately for everybody because it's a obviously a tough time but yeah everyone's keeping their distance but being able to play has been very nice, nice. um you know got to hit balls this morning at tbc uh trying to stay in shape with this friggin' peloton um i'm already obsessed with third day in i'm gonna talk about it a lot because i'm feel very proud of myself for working out at all so um that's what i'm trying to do stay sharp we're gonna do a i'm assuming we're walking up papago tomorrow yep a little money a little, game of papago they're doing the game i think they've got the f- noodles Oh, well, they, they do the they noodles. Call them the, cool, yeah. Yeah, I did, I did a noodle golf. Uh, it's like a walking. mix of fun and noodles because it's for noodles. I don't really know if that's the name of them. I'll call them that. Your my game sharp. Life. You just shot sixty-six with a double on the seventeenth hole. Everybody, Golly. how good is that? I was Max. I'm going to tell you this. It's it's as it's as good as I've hit it in a long. time. So I got time. something to watch tomorrow. You know, I don't I don't compliment my golf game ever. Yeah, you never ever, do. It. It's ever, been ever. great. And the hole I made double on 17, I had hit every green in regulation. I hit 16 greens in reg going to 17, and it was 168 hole, par three. God, this is such a golf thing. And I had I hit eight iron, and I'm thinking it's just a super standard eight iron. It's not a smoked one. It's not a baby one. It's just stocky eight iron. And I had one of those days. I know you've had plenty of these days. Or when I'd hit the shot, I'd look up, and it was right at it. And I kept being like waiting for the moment where it wasn't going to be. And I hit eight iron right at it, and it kind of gust a little bit, and it was short, and short. it's it's a little weird short, but I was shocked it was short, yeah, because I hit it like I wanted to, so I wasn't even frustrated, and I just missed yeah. a little putt. Hey. But, I mean, I'm gonna do that right yeah. now. I'm just not been putting great, but it was fun because even the hole I didn't do what I was trying to do on in terms of score, I feel like I hit a good golf yeah, shot. You that's know? all that matters. And well, so I was awesome. trying to trying to walk with. I hope you do it again so. tomorrow. I'd love to watch. That. I know. I hope we partner up. Uh, Max, that's Max. Anthony establishmentarianism. He will spell any question you send to him on Twitter, uh, even though that's going to be I'm doing a six, six hours every every uh, day or so. Peloton Max Homa, distancing. the new man. Artie's lost five pounds. You can I see I wonder it. what I'm worse at uh, from Rory, this or Pelotoning. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got him in the sweating, although he did put up a great picture. But God, that guy's an animal. Jonathan yeah, an Wall, animal. too, an animal. Yeah, what did you heck? see some of those numbers? Uh, you guys have a safe week. Be smart. Don't be an idiot. Wash your hands. And donate if you can. If you can donate, yeah, donate. Shane. Do it. Donate two hundred bucks. We appreciate it. I got to do it when we get off. Thanks everybody for listening. Get a grip with Max Home and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.